Hello, everybody. Welcome to the second installment of Social Security Talk. I'm your co-host, Mark Kiner, and Jim Blair is sitting there in his turquoise shirt. Good morning, Jim. Good morning. Bird, a little cold out there, isn't it? A tad chilly, that's for sure. Yeah, I'm glad to be inside. Glad I don't have an outside job. <laughs> anyway, agree. thanks. thanks so much for joining us today. The purpose of our podcast is talk about Social Security and related topics. Jim and I, we teach a Social Security class called National Social Security Advisor Certificate, and we educate advisors across the country by teaching an eight-hour class, and we offer three formats, live in-person classes, live webinars, and taped on-demand videos. We emphasize situational social security because everybody is in a unique and different situation and we also emphasize how to ask those probing questions so clients get more money out of the system jim in the back of your mind how important is it to understand situational social security that's actually in the front of my mind because it is very very important people need to understand that their particular situation is really going to dictate how they maximize their own benefit. Obviously, waiting till 70 gives you the most money per month, but that doesn't fit everybody's situation. Everybody is a little different. You're different than your neighbor. They're different than you. You have to figure out what is best for you, and situational Social Security is so important. And then how important is it to ask probing questions, Jim? Well, how are you going to find out uh, the particulars for your situation if you don't ask those probing questions. So people need to ask that to find out what uh, are in people's backgrounds, what they may be entitled to. Uh, there might be some benefits nobody is even thinking about uh, that's not on their radar, and the probing questions will find those. So it's real important to ask the right questions to make sure that people receive the most amount of money from Social Security that they're entitled to receive. It's their money. They're entitled to receive it. And so they need to get what uh, the the most amount of money that, that fits their particular situation. We'd like to see you at one of our holiday special webinars. If you'd like to join us December 27th and 28th, uh, both days 10 to 2 Eastern time, both days. December 29th, uh, uh, we have an all-day webinar, 8 to 4.30 Eastern Time, and we've discounted the tuition by 40%. Yes, sirree, 4-0. We uh, bring in the tuition down to a poultry, 477. Uh, just go to our website to learn more and to register for our holiday special webinars. Website is www.premier.com. I guess I have to throw a dot in there. That's what I was struggling with. Dot. Yeah. <laughs> com. That's com. Also, join us in Orlando, February 23rd of 2023. We'd love to see you there. will be the Orlando Airport. Hey, Jim, question for you. What do the following three items have in common? Divorce spouses retroactive benefits, restricted application. 
10 years. What do all those things have in common, Jim? Uh, not exactly sure what you're looking for there. Sounds like divorce spouse benefits, but uh, uh, could be involved in all of those. And also situational social security. So you, you are exactly right, Jim. So let's talk a bit about divorce spouses. The reason why is, boy, we get so many questions from, from our advisors that we've educated. You know, we've been educating advisors since January 2020, no, 2013. 5,000 advices have come through our class. 2,600 have earned our certificate. And part of the gold standard of support that we offer is that advisors can ask us questions through email or through phone calls. And a lot of questions we get, Jim, relate to benefits off an ex-spouse, don't they? It's interesting. Uh, we get a lot of response from that, whether we're talking to our advisors or even when we, we uh, speak to people in the general public. It seems to uh, uh, catch people's attention when you mention the divorce spouse benefits. It sure does. And recently, Jim, I I, I wrote a blog on, on, on benefits off an ex and I posted the blog to our website, premiernssa.com. Also posted that blog to LinkedIn. So if anybody uh, listening to this podcast uh, and is has a LinkedIn account, uh, I'm sure you all do, please go ahead and, and connect with me because I do post a lot of good content and resources to LinkedIn. Go to your LinkedIn page. Send me a connection request. That's marked with a C. Kiner, K-I-N-E-R, and I'd love to have you as a LinkedIn connection. We have 9,100 LinkedIn connections so far. But Jim, that is just growing leaps and bounds. So Jim, let's talk about just briefly the requirements for an ex-spouse to draw. What are those requirements? Sure, to draw benefits as a divorced spouse, you need to be single. So you can't be married and draw off of your ex-spouse. Now, it doesn't matter their marital status. They can be remarried uh, and they have their own situation, but you must be single. You have to be age 62 or older. You had to be married to your ex for 10 long, miserable years. Agonizing. <laughs> yeah, maybe they weren't all that way, but uh, at least 10 years. So we'll, we'll put it that way. And your ex must be receiving either a retirement or disability benefit. So that your ex doesn't necessarily need to be 62. They could be, say, age 58 and drawing a disability benefit. But uh, the key is they're drawing either retirement or disability. And then you are potentially eligible for a benefit off of their work record. So, Jim, for my ex-boss to draw off my work record, let's have a little fun. I don't really have an ex-boss. Let's say I do. I need to be receiving a Social Security retirement or a disability benefit. Jim, you know, what if I want to wait to age 70? Because let's say I'm married again and I want to maximize the surviving spouse benefit to my current spouse. Is that going to do it? Well, that puts control into my hands as to when I want to claim and when my ex-spouse can claim off me. That doesn't seem fair, Jim, that I have all that control. It's not fair. And that's why there's a second category of divorced spouses that's called independently entitled divorced spouse. And in this situation, some of the requirements are the same. You still have to be single. You still had to be married to your ex for 10 years or more. Now, both of you must be age 62 or older. 
and you've been divorced for two years or longer. And in that situation, that removes the requirement that your ex is filing for retirement or disability benefits. Uh, so you could wait till age 70 to take your benefit in your particular scenario. But once you reach age 62, your ex could file for benefits off your work record anyway. And uh, it's, it's uh, not going to be dependent upon you filing yourself. The key is that two years of divorce. Uh, you have to be divorced two years or longer. So if my ex-wife and myself have been divorced for at least two years and we're both age 62, she can claim off my work record, even though I'm not receiving a retirement or a disability benefit. That's what you're saying. That's correct. And you know, a lot of people say, well, what about the earnings test? Because you're not filing for benefits because of the earnings test. The earnings test affects your benefit. And as we teach in our class, if the number holder, if their benefits are withheld due to the earnings test, everybody on their records benefit is withheld because of their earnings test. Well, as usual, there's an exception to every rule and this is it. The earnings test in this case does not apply to the ex-spouse. Regardless of what the, uh, uh, the number holder is earning, if you meet those other requirements, the ex-spouse can still draw benefits. Jim, let's talk briefly about the 10-year requirement. So my ex-spouse and I need to be have, have been married for at least 10 continuous years. I do know it's continuous from beginning to end. I also realized that Social Security will count years that, you're, that you've been divorced if you get remarried by the end of the calendar calendar year after you get divorced so my wife my wife and i get divorced uh, let's say today uh november 18th of 2022 we get remarried by the end of next year 2023 all that time will count am i right so far that's correct they'll disregard the divorce in that particular situation so i also know though that there's a like a uh i don't know a special rule in terms of when, how to count that 10-year requirement. Uh, a lot of people think the 10 years will will uh, will only be met if, if you meet the 10-year rule on the day that you sign that divorce decree. But that's not necessarily the case, is it, Jim? No, the divorce is final and your marriage ends on the day that the clerk of courts files the the divorce decree into the court record so you go you get a divorce you sign the papers you go before the judge he slaps the the hammer down and says you're divorced and then he gives that to the clerk of courts and they're supposed to register that into the records and as soon as he registers that into the records you are divorced so what if he's a little slow you know you've been married nine years and 11 months clerk of courts He's a little behind, and uh, maybe it takes him a month or two to get around to uh, entering that into the court records. Now, all of a sudden, you've met that 10-year marriage. So never assume you didn't meet it. Always look at the divorce decree. Uh, look at the date of marriage, and that's not the date you got your marriage uh, license. It's the date you were actually married on your marriage certificate. But look at that date of marriage versus a date that it was recorded into 
the uh, clerk of courts. And it's easy to see. You get your divorce decree. Uh, it's generally at the top of the first page. Uh, you can feel the seal at the top and it'll have a date there. That tells you the exact date. You are listening to Social Security Talk with Mark Kiner and Jim Blair. We teach a Social Security class called National Social Security Advisor. And we teach that class to advisors across the country. We also offer the National Social Security Advisor Certificate. We'd love to see you at what one of our upcoming classes. If you'd like to receive our monthly newsletters, please uh, send me an email and I will get you going on our monthly newsletter. My email address, as you probably know, mkiner, K-I-N-E-R, at mypremierplan.com. Jim, it's so important to ask about, uh, to ask probing social security questions. Let me give an, give an example. About three years ago, a guy, a lawyer called me. His name was Lee. And so, you know, we began talking. I asked him when he was born. He said 1952. So, of course, the first thing I thought of was he could still file that restricted application. It's going to go away in a year, but still, or still from now at least. But it was available to Lee uh, when I talked to him. I asked Lee if he was married. He said no. He told me he was divorced. I asked how long was he married? Uh, he said he wasn't certain, but he said he, he thought he signed the divorce decree after nine years, nine months of marriage. So I told Lee the importance of meeting that 10-year rule and what it could do for him. So I asked him to send us his divorce decree, and he did. What did you find? Well, the good news for Lee was that uh, clerk of courts was a little pokey, and he ended up meeting the 10-year rule. He was able to file a restricted application off of his ex-wife. He was going to wait till 70 anyway. So why not draw that benefit from your ex? Uh, it isn't going to affect her benefit any. doesn't affect his age 70 benefit any. So he was able to file and receive that. And not only that, but since he's passed his full retirement age, he could actually go back six months and get six months of retroactive benefits. So he got a nice back check for six months. And then he'll draw off of her work record until he reaches age 70. He'll drop that benefit, switch to his own, and he'll, he would have earned his 32% delayed retirement uh, increase on his own Social Security benefit. So, Jim, he was able to file a restricted application because we asked all the right questions um, to collect the benefit off of his spouse while he continues to earn those DRCs. And number two, he went back six months, got a nice lump sum check. So, Jim, if he was eligible for a thousand bucks off his off his wife, ex-wife's work record, he collected a, a, a lump sum benefit of six thousand dollars. You know, that reminds me of another phone call I had, Jim, about five years ago. This guy gave me a call. He said that his ex-spouse is collecting off of his work record and he was wondering if he can collect off of his ex-spouse's work record. So I asked him some questions. When he was here, was born, let's say, say 1952. I asked him uh, how long married. Of course, I kind of knew 10 years. He confirmed that. How long divorced? Definitely over two years. So, Jim, I knew right off the bat he was able to, he was able to file a restricted application, too, just like this other guy, Lee, did. And he was able to go back six months. Amazing that people do not understand what their Social Security uh, options or opportunities are. Do you agree? I agree. And had you not asked those questions, they would have lost out on those benefits, never would have been able to recover them. And so it's just money gone. 
and that's their money. According to the law, they're entitled to it. They should receive it, but they didn't know about it. Nobody's going to call them up and say, hey, you know, you, you should probably file for this benefit. Uh, that's why it's so important for, for the advisors to understand the program. They don't have to know it exactly because they have us uh, to, to ask questions for, but they need to understand what's out there so they can ask those probing questions and make sure that uh, people don't lose any benefits. You got it. 100% agreed with you. It's just really too bad that, well, let me ask you another question before I go into that thought. How does an ex-spouse find out what they might be eligible for off of their ex-spouse? Well, that's the fun part. Uh, you get to visit the local social security office. You will need to take in your divorce decree. Now, if the divorce decree shows the date of marriage, then that's your proof that it lasted 10 years or more. If it does not, you would need to also include your marriage certificate. So basically, you go in your local office, prove to them you were married to this individual for 10 years or longer, and then they'll tell you if you're eligible for a benefit off of their work record, and if so, what you're entitled to receive. Because you're always, enti you're always entitled to find out what you are eligible for. You know, they're not going to tell you what your ex is receiving or what they're eligible for, but they'll tell you what you are or you what their or what their earnings might be. That is true. Jim, I know there's also a, a unique opportunity for ex-spouses. If we have an ex, uh, two ex-spouses and they were both born by that magic birth date of one one of 54 and they've been divorced from each other for at least two years, what special opportunity might be available to them? Well, they interestingly, they can both file a restricted application against the other one's work record uh, and receive spousal benefits while they're delaying their own to as late as age 70. Normally, uh, in that situation, somebody has to file and receive their retirement benefits before the other spouse can file the restricted application. But because of the independently entitled divorce spouse rules, that doesn't apply, and they can each file and receive uh, those benefits. Jim, we recently recorded our, our 2023 NSSA on-demand videos, and part of the discussion related to the, the restricted application, that valuable strategy is really coming to an end. Not coming to an end this year, but Jim, I understand by the end of next year, really nobody will be able to file a restricted app. Is that correct? That's true. And the reason for that is that everybody who was grandfathered in under the old law will at that point have reached age 70 and they're going to be receiving on their own anyway. So uh, at the end of 2023, that's the end of the restricted application. So, but between now and then, if the situation warrants and the situation might warrant it, if you're if you're meeting with clients that were born by that magic birth date of January 1st, 1954, if that is the case, you need to consider the restricted application in their client's social security strategies. Jim, let's say you meet with 10, 10 clients, married couple. Uh, how many of the those 10 married couples would would one spouse be eligible to file a restricted application? It's definitely less than it used to be, maybe about 10 percent. But, you know. Uh, even if it's one out of 10 or as time goes on, it'll be less than that. Any be. you run into 
or that's going to be eligible. It's a great strategy. And they're certainly going to be grateful to you, even if you get them one, two, three, four months of benefits, maybe up to six uh, as they go retroactively. Uh, they're always grateful because that's money in their pocket they wouldn't have had. And it doesn't hurt anybody's benefits. You don't lose anything to get that money. Uh, other than maybe a little bit of hair off the top of your head dealing with social security. But other than that, uh, you know, uh, it's uh, it's not painful at all. And why give up that money? Uh, I would guess that you need the money just as much as the government needs the money. You know, uh, we're kind of winding down a bit on our podcast today, our social security talk podcast, but I want to just, a review one strategy that's available to uh, married couples. Jim was kind of alluding to it. So let's say we have husband and wife. Let's say that the wife is 68. Let's say the husband's 69. We, we know pretty much the husband can file the restricted app, but let's say that the wife was born after one, one of 54. So many times in that situation, we'll have the wife file for her own social security benefits effective six months ago. So this is November. She, she'd file effective in May and she'll get a nice lump sum check. Husband will follow suit and he'll file a restricted application also effective six months ago. So he'll get a nice lump sum check for six months worth the retroactive benefits. And then Jim, when he turns age 70, uh, he'll have to file for his own benefits at age 70, but he'll, he'll continue. His benefits would have continued to grow and earn those delayed retirement credits. So wife goes back six months. Husband goes back six months with the restricted app, and then he continues to earn DRCs until he reaches 870. I still like that strategy, strategy Jim. Uh, it really does make a lot of sense. Yeah, if it's available, uh, it, it makes a lot of sense. So it's something people should definitely consider. You know, we usually don't recommend folks go back six months because they lose DRCs when they do that if they're claiming off their own work record. However, though, there are times whereby receiving the six months worth of active benefits is very valuable and would really be appreciative uh, by your clients. Uh, Jim, that kind of ends this segment of social security talk. I have, I had a blast. Did you? Oh, always fun talking about social security and especially the divorced spouses, because it gets people thinking. If you'd like to chime in or connect with me, please feel free to do so. Um, or if you have other topics you'd like us to explore on our social security talk podcast, just uh, send me an email. M Kiner K I N E R at my premier plan.com. Give me a, a call at my direct line, which is five, one, three, two, four, seven, zero, five, two, six, or myself, five, one, three, two, one, eight, eight, five, zero, five. And please, uh, we'd love to see you at one of our upcoming classes. We offer the National Social Security Advisor Certificate Program training, either by in-person classes, uh, live webinars, or taped on-demand videos. Jim, thanks for being here today. I enjoyed our discussion like always. Oh, me too. Glad to be here. Bye, everybody. Take care. Until next time. Goodbye. <laughs>